Welcome to Start With A Win, where we give you the tools and lessons you need to create business and personal success. Are you ready? Let's do this. And coming to you from Denver, Colorado, home of Start With A Win, home also of Remax World Headquarters, one of our amazing sponsors. And we're in the Brand Viva Media Studios today. Another amazing sponsor, producer Mark. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, I'm just doing. I'm doing so good. Love having you in the Brand Viva Studios. Uh, you know, love having Remax as a sponsor, and uh, excited for our guest today. Yeah. Um, Rex Tibbins. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we we've got we like to have a lot of business leaders on. We we also have so many listeners. Thousands and thousands of listeners in the real estate space. In fact, I mean, it's safe to say that everybody around the world is in the real estate space at this point, uh, simply because so many things are going on. But what do the leaders think when they they look at leading a company? Um, we're not really going to dive too deep in the real estate space, but I want to hear about some of the the new things that Rex is up to today. So, Mark. Yeah, if, you know, if, if you know, if people don't know who Rex is, uh, Rex is the president and CEO of Front Door, which is the parent company of several home warranty brands, including America Home Shield. Uh, he is a former chief operating officer of Lyft and the former vice president at Amazon, which he led the technical and product development of Prime Now, Amazon's one-hour delivery service. Now he is bringing his former tech leadership into the traditionally lower tech home warranty industry. So I'm sure he's got a lot of wealth and knowledge uh, for our listeners. Rex, welcome to Start With A Win. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Awesome, Rex. I mean, this is really cool because, you know, you've been around so many different aspects of, you know, like Amazon Prime now. Um, I mean, that's pretty cool. Lyft, all of these things deal with the consumer. You know, there's a consumer experience that's involved in all these things. There's a convenience, there's technology behind it. It's fascinating how all these things kind of blend together, you know, with the consumer at the center of all this, because ultimately we're about the consumer experience here. But um, why did you decide to make the switch to the home services space, uh, you know, at at Front Door? And, And tell us a little bit about Front Door also. Sure. So, so Front Door is a is a public company. We've been a public company uh, since uh, October of, of 2018. Where, you know, we 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 have a, a great uh, we have a great uh, level of uh, of contractors. We have 17,000 contractor firms, 65,000 technicians, and we have about 2.2 million customers. Um, and you know, our our whole mission is to take the hassle out of home ownership. And um, you know, first and foremost, through our core business, which is you know the home home service plan space, but but we're actually thinking much broader beyond that, and that's that's around uh, home services in general, which is a uh, a much larger larger and, and broader uh, about five hundred million dollar, uh, sorry five hundred billion dollar total addressable market. So pretty pretty big pretty big market out there. Awesome. So at, at Front Door, I mean, you guys you're in the home warranty industry mostly. Is that is that correct? We have uh, really, uh, I think, three three kind of main uh, categories, if you will. Our largest is is home service plan or home home warranty, um, where uh, we've been in business for about about fifty years, uh, and we're one of the, the larger um, uh, players in the in the U.S. 
And then, you know, since since I joined, um, we, we also have a uh, on-demand service. So ProConnect uh, allows you uh, not to have a, a home service plan and get access to uh, those same uh, contractors um, and really the hard to hard to get trades, and that's HVAC, plumbing, electric, appliance, et cetera. And the third part of our business, uh, really, which is the you know uh, part of our our digital first strategy, is we acquired a company called Stream. And what Stream really allows us to do is have you know a face to face conversation like you you and I are having, and really think about um, in the background being able to to leverage uh, machine learning and other technology that um, really allows us to really change how. Uh, consumers think about home services, and so that's the part we're really excited about. Is is now now we can leverage this amazing uh, piece of technology not only in our core business but in our new businesses as well. Awesome, and you know it's interesting about home warranties, and we hear about so many of these during that negotiation process of you know the buyer comes in they want a home warranty something like that, and it's fascinating because a great deal of them don't get used, but a great deal do get used when somebody has a home warranty. You know, why should somebody have a home warranty in your perspective? Because I'm just thinking about, oh my gosh, when something breaks, you wish you had something like that, as opposed to now you got to track down a, you know, some sort of a vendor, a contractor or something like that. And you're like, what, it's going to take you two weeks to come out and fix my furnace? Well, it's like 10 degrees out. Why, (laughs) why, why is it going to take so long? But you guys, you know, kind of shortcut a lot of that, don't you? Well, we, uh, you know, by, by having the, the, the kind of breadth of, of contractors that we have, the, the real value proposition comes down to, I think, a couple of things. One is uh, the majority of our, of our home service plans cover 23 uh, systems and appliances. So, so you get uh, a pretty, pretty wide um, level of coverage. Um, some people compare us to insurance, but you know, insurance is something you buy when you're hoping something will, will uh uh, won't happen. Uh, you, you you buy our home service plans kind of knowing something's going to happen. And generally, our, our customers use this you know at least twice a year, or or, or they're not our customers anymore. So, um, you know, the the, the value uh, is is not only uh, that kind of budget protection. So making sure that um, you can uh, you know kind of live within your your budget, and there's no kind of big big gotchas out there. Uh, and then the the second thing, and I think this is the one that's really growing, especially as as more and more millennials uh, buy homes, is is that that kind of uh, convenience or, or peace of mind, right? So people just want to pick up, uh, you know, their phone and, and get their problem solved, and that's where we really think we uh, we can add a lot of value. And and you know, we're we're not an emergency service, so we can't you know show up an hour or two, uh, but we do have um, you know probably one of the the larger uh, contractor networks that can. Uh, help you uh, resolve that that problem in your home. Cool. All right. Let's talk about you now, Rex. Um, you're in a, a great company, uh, but you've been in some other amazing organizations in very high-level positions in those. How have you evolved your leadership over these three organizations that you've been part of, these three spectacular companies, you know, Lyft, um, Amazon, and, and now Front Door? I mean, what... What changes have you made personally in yourself, and how do you see that benefiting the consumer? Yeah, well, I think you know it, it all comes down just to, to obsessing about customers, and no matter what industry you're in, um, you know the the customers are the ones who um, you know decide to to stay with you and, and and help you grow your business. And so I think it's doesn't matter what industry you're in, um, you know, really focusing on customers is is job one. 
as as I've thought about you know my uh, my career, it's it's really been about uh, running towards towards the big problems, and I think people. Uh, you know, to, to really grow as a leader, you have to become resilient. And, you know, I think resiliency is kind of uh, never really talked about, but, you know, it's, it's the people who, who want to go uh, in, into the fire and they want to help solve the problems and they want to skin their knees and really learn a lot. Uh, those are the ones who I think, you know, kind of rise to the top, if you will. Um, and so, you know, for, for my career, it's, it's really been about, you know, obsessing about customers, trying to to solve the big problems and learning from those. And then, you know, being okay if, if you get knocked down or it doesn't work, um, uh, that, that resiliency is what, what carries you through as, as a leader. Interesting uh, thoughts there because so many people, they get knocked down and they go home and they just, you know, at the end of the day, they're like, oh, I hope I don't have to do that again. But it seems like leaders like you go home and go, wow, I learned a lot from that. Is do you? I mean, how do you make that mindset shift where you're not letting it beat you up every day, and utilize it to propel you to the next day and the next decision in your business? Yeah, look, we're we're, we're all humans, so so it doesn't doesn't mean you know I don't wake up some days and I'm like, well, that was that was hard. Um, but you know, you think you do need to take a step back and really you know think through kind of what transpired. What did you really learn about it? How would you do things differently? And how do you how do you really you know, move the, the ball forward the next day? Because as leaders, people are looking at you to to, to call the shots. And you know, I, I think people you know don't leave organizations; they they leave leaders. And and so, if you don't have that level of confidence, if you haven't gotten up a little bit early and thought about the problem, you you don't have to be the one who has a solution. Matter of fact, I would I would argue that you don't want to be the one the solution. You want to hire good people, and and you want them to challenge you and you you to challenge them but but to me that's you know that's how you kind of get up every morning and and you kind of dust yourself off and you go out for another game i i like that the hire good people don't be the one to solve the problems but facilitate that it seems to me like a lot of people a lot of leaders try and shoulder that responsibility and they don't they don't share it i mean ultimately people want to be able to step up and improve themselves to their leaders how do you build that support system and, and put the ego out of it so that you can rely on others in a transparent manner where they don't, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, if I do that, if they'll look, look at me like I'm weak. But is that truly what happens when you're vulnerable to people like that? Yeah, well, I, I've told told my team a couple of times, you know, I, I try to, to come at a problem as if I'm wrong, um, not as if I'm right. The, the higher the higher up you are in an organization, your your information is filtered. You probably don't have all the context that you you need uh, to get to get the the answer that you're looking for. And so, you know, I think it's it's important that you ask probing questions, not uh, in an accusatory fashion, but more uh, just trying to you know seek to understand where they're coming from, and then ask probing questions uh, in terms of. Well, how are you thinking about that? Why why are we thinking that way? As you know, for one, for you to learn as a larger leader, uh, and then two, you know, that's how you really provide the the guidance. And, and I call it you know trust but verify. And you know, I have gray hair for a reason, right? So so it's important to to really you know ask those questions, especially with younger leaders. You know, nine times out of ten, they're going to be spot on, and I'm I'm going to learn something out of the deal as well. And so 
Uh, I'm also a firm believer that you know you never stop stop learning, and so I think that level of confidence in your leaders, that level of you know, if you're always trying to be more of the player than the coach, um, you, you just have a lot of weak players. And so allow your team to challenge you uh, just as much as you challenge them. Some wise statements here. A lot of uh, great leadership insight coming from Rex today. Uh, Rex, you know, you've you've made uh, three major pivots in your career. Is there a particular turning point in your career that comes to mind where you had an aha moment or, or made a change and you thought, okay, here's what I got from this. Is there anything that stands out in particular to you that propelled you forward during these changes in your career? Well, I, I think I'm a, uh, I'm a glutton for punishment. You know, I, I love, uh, I, I love industries that are ripe for transformation because if you're not involved in that, then someone else will be. And so as, as I look across my career, you know, I've had long stints in, in some companies, but the reasons why I had long stints is because I was always challenged and there was always something new to learn. When I look at, um, you know, my career over the last, you know, decade, it's really been about looking for those opportunities to really transform. And so certainly got that in spades at, at Amazon. I joined Lyft because it's really cool to, to really there's only a few times in your career you can be involved with, with transforming something, especially in industry. Um, and then the same thing applies for, for home services here at, uh, at Front Door. And I, you know, I really think we're just getting started as you think about our ability to really change. You know, not, this whole industry hasn't changed since it was really developed. And you still have to call someone. You still have to roll a truck. You still have to, you know, someone has to look at it and then tell you what's wrong and then come back later and fix it. Well, let's bring everyone back, you know, or into the next uh, century, and let's have a digital conversation. Let's leverage technology in the background to really, uh, you know, flip the script on on the whole industry. To me, that's super exciting. That's that's what you know, going through the pain of a transformation makes it all worthwhile. And so, from from a career perspective, it's it's finding those opportunities that. I always tell people like the best job you can ever get is the one that makes you a little queasy. And so if you, if you're looking at the next job and it's comfortable and it's, um, it's like, Oh yeah, I can do that uh, in my sleep. Well, it's a terrible job for you. Um, you should find the job that, uh, challenges you. And, um, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a layout by any means. I love that. Uh, so you're you're talking about when we switched away from the fax machine in the real estate space. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> there are some that still use it, believe it or not. I know it's crazy. You walk in an office, and you're like, "What is that?" And you know, oh, that's the fax machine. When's the last time it went off? Well, it rings every now and then, but uh, a lot of these places don't even have landlines anymore. So it's it's pretty cool how we're technologically ad- adapting. And I mean, I was talking to producer Mark earlier today about ordering food. And geofencing, and you know the food being started when you get a certain distance from a place, and the demographics and the data behind it. So, and I know you've been very heavily involved in all of those different aspects of these industries because I mean it's you know to be the chief operating officer at Lyft, data heavy, data heavy organization using a, a lot of technology, but people backed, and you have to motivate them. And you've you know you've made a lot of a lot of great transitions when it comes to delivering technology and data to that human factor, uh, but there's got to be some advice that that people come to you for when they're going to make a move from you know from one 
part of the tech space to another or one part of the home space to another or something like that. What advice would you give someone who's looking to continue to up their game or move from one industry to another, knowing that you know if, if it involves tech and it involves people, fundamentally, Rex Tibbins can come in here and go, I can do this. I mean, what advice do you have for somebody else to understand that they can too? You know, I think I think the biggest thing I would tell people is why, well, what what excites you about the opportunity, uh, and if it's something other than obsessing about customers or or, or solving a large problem, it, it's probably a shiny penny that will get very dull as soon as you join. Um, so, really thinking through. Um, you know, once, uh, you know, once the fanfare ends and you've announced that you're, you know, you've gone to company X, Y, and Z, what's the real work that you're going to be doing and not, you know, well, I think it's this, or it could become that, or I hear that a lot. No, no, no. What, what is it? And what are you, what are you personally going to solve? And does that get you out of bed in the morning? Is that, does that excite you? Uh, is that some of the hardest problems that the company is facing? Uh, and back to the you know the queasy comment, you know, is that something where you're like, oh, um, that that's a really big job, and I'm not sure I can do that. Well, that's probably the right one for you. Um, but otherwise, um, you know, especially people who who start to see a little success, they get inundated with with opportunities, and you really have to think through. Okay, you know, again after the fanfare, what what am I really doing? And is that something I'm passionate about? Awesome. I love that. It, it's it's clear that you're passionate about people and and innovation and development. And thank you for that. Rex Tibbins, I mean, you've you've had an amazing career. You're the CEO of Front Door. You've been a, a VP at Amazon. You were the chief operating officer at Lyft. You've got to live your life on some systems and processes. And that's really uh, a lot of what this podcast is about is starting with a win. So Rex, do you have a particular uh, habit or system or process that you use, use in the morning to start your day with a win? Well, well Adam, you know, since the pandemic began, I've actually changed uh, my, my, my systems. And, you know, I always put everything ahead of myself. And now I get up early, I go in the garage and I work out for an hour, uh, Monday through Friday. And it's my only me time. It's my time to think. It's my time to you know exercise my my brain and my body. And I you know it's become a habit. And what a wonderful habit it's become. Uh, I have some other terrible habits. You know I love coffee and diet Mountain Dew as well. But uh, you know that's that's really been a I'm sure a life changer <laughs> for me. But you know what I would tell people is that. You, you have a lot of things coming at you. And so my my whole strategy is, should I spend my time doing this? Um, and is there someone in the organization more you know, better equipped to handle this than me? So I spend a lot of time on alignment. I spend a lot of time on making sure that we're getting the most out of uh, the people in, in big roles. Um, so that's some of my you know mechanisms for leadership, if you will. but. Getting up in the morning and working out has been a life changer for me. Um, so that's uh, that's, a, that's a new habit that I'm, I'm really happy I have. Awesome. Thanks so much, Rex Tibbins, CEO of Front Door. We appreciate you being on Start With a Win, and, and thanks for all that you do. Thanks for having me. If you're ready to create personal and business success, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and head over to wherever you get your books and order Start With a Win, the book. 
For more great content, you can go to startwithwin.com. And until next time, remember, start with a win. Start with a win.